When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com. With Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. Good morning, St. Louis. <coughs> Where is Tim? Where just, is he? I just talked to Tim. I just wished him luck on his uh, member yesterday, and they uh, got into the shootout yesterday in the part three. They had the lowest score, and they lost in the shootout. But Tim got to wet his beak, got a little money. Oh, is so. he still serving this this cancellation suspension from his very reckless comments about St. Margaret's in the Algonquin guest with uh, Warson Woods Wacko, a guy that actually belongs to a country club. Okay, yeah, so he's telling like, something to do while he lips. serves his suspension. <laughs> Typically a temporary furlough. Coming from a guy who's been furloughed five times, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you kind of paint it as a member guest. I played right. in a lot of member guests sure. in my life. You were you played in a member guest for about, what, a year? year and some change? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, was a, that was a long <laughs> tournament. I ended up losing. That was, that was a Monday caddy day. Um, no, there's a sign on the clubhouse that says Tim McKernan is canceled, cannot come in clubhouse, but he can't play the tournament. I would think so. That's yeah. nice. His remarks about a school possibly closing has shaken this town to its roots. And I, I just hope it blows over at some point. You had to hire counsel. Something, we need some other kind of catastrophe to happen so people can forget this. Well, there were kids in the hallway saying Margaret's crying, right. saying Tim McKernan said we're closed. What's mm-hmm. going on, teacher? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag fake news. It was a devastating blow to many. You think they might just close now? Just out of... It could have that effect, yeah. I would think. Let's just shut it down. Yeah. We don't stand a chance. They had no new uh, applications this year, and they didn't know what was going on. People said, we thought you were close. Mm-hmm. TMA said you guys were closed. We didn't bother signing up. We heard a four-second sentence on one of your shows, and we don't know what to do with ourselves. In though. May. Mm-hmm. We just decided that we had to cry. Right. From people who really didn't have any idea. I don't even know where the school is. Oh, come on. It's down there by the Botanical Garden. Down oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about By this. Gringo Jones. Yeah, I we went talked to school about Gringo there for two Jones. Years. That one? First and second grade, I went to school there. Then I went to Brentwood. You can see it from uh, Highway 44 as you go east. God's from. Highway. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, um, I don't know if it's kindergarten at Sherman School or first grade at uh, no, at Sherman. Because my dad worked at Sherman before he became a bartender. He was, okay, we're going back to your life. He worked story. at Sherman, and uh, I was. Let me get my muffin. I was very. Uh, I cried every day. I didn't like leaving my mom and dad, and I was, you know, kind of a mama's boy. And I go to school, and then I go have lunch with my dad, and my dad would have lunch with me. And then he go, okay, you got to go back to school. I go back to work, and I start crying. Don't leave me, daddy. 
Really? That the second? Yeah. And that's the, that's the title. Yeah. Front runner. Every, every day, every Don't day. Don't leave me, Daddy. And you were how old, like 16 at this point? No, I was in kindergarten. Oh, five every, or six? Every day I'd just cry when he'd leave. Well, why such a baby? I don't know. I just... <laughs> Your brothers give you trouble about that? Well, I don't think they know I cried. It's not my dad went home and said, ha, Iggy was crying. Kenny was crying today. Well, if he had, it would have stopped that behavior. I didn't get to, I wasn't Iggy till high school, so they didn't call me Iggy. No. Ken. Um, <laughs> Ken, stop crying. You only got another half a day. They'd sit in class just, yeah. Well, this is the Ryan Kelly morning huh. after. Okay. Well, it's my childhood. A little soft reset. I guess it's actually a start. So I didn't kiss a girl forever. Because you're too busy weeping? No, because my... I always listened to my mom. I never lied to my mom. I always listened to what she told me to do. Um, and she always told us, boys, don't you can't go in people's houses if their parents aren't home. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go into anybody's house. I was dating Sherry Steininger and uh God I was a freshman. What age is this now? No, I was a sophomore. And she was a freshman. So fifty years ago. Okay. And we went to <laughs> I never kissed her and I went to her house. <laughs> I went to her house. I've told this story, too, so here come the text. Oh, I've heard this one. I remember yeah. this one. But um, Shelly, her sister Shelly, who was still a good friend, lives down in North Carolina, um, had a waterbed. And she talked about her waterbed popped and it leaked. And Oh, did she? Yeah. So we were sitting outside on the stoop. Right there on the stoop. And uh, I said, oh, Shelly's a... Uh, Shelly got a waterbed fixed? She goes, yeah. Yeah, she did. You want to go see it? I go, yeah, let's go look at it. Uh, that's fine. And it started, it started drizzling. We we're sitting outside, and she it's goes, raining "It's raining. Let's go inside." I go, "Is your yeah. mom and dad home?" She goes, "Yeah, no, I no, I, I can't come in." No, not now. You can't. And she broke up with me for that very reason. Yeah, she broke up with you because you couldn't go in. No, because her house. I, I never kissed her. I mean, she's a freshman. She wanted me to go down and check out the waterbed, more or less kiss. I said, "Now your parents aren't home. I can't go in." It'd be funny if you went in and it was like a test. Mm-hmm. Their parents are right. good friends with your parents. Right. He went inside. You'd start crying again. <laughs> the first, that's why you, you always remember your first your first love. The first uh, girl I ever kissed was Connie Lasseter. I was a junior in high school. Wow. First girl I ever kissed. Chew on that, Doug. It, it seems like this is just going to be your life story, this show. <laughs> I'm we ready to the sit back and let it all flow. No, I just, all right, well, Tim's going. not here, so... You got a filibuster? Got to kill three hours. Okay. Right, I'm done for the day. Go ahead. No. No, we just. We won't be, only... We might. Iggy said we might. We're gonna kill three hours, but we're gonna actually we're gonna kill in these three hours. Right. That's what we're gonna do. We're or gonna fill. kill it. Either way, we're gonna fill it up, knock them in, and fill it up. Mm-hmm. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after Munganast seven o'clock hour. Munganast, the official automotive dealership of the Ryan Kelly morning after Munganast Alton Toyota. Munganast yeah. Acura, right there on well, that's uh, right. Manchester. Yeah. There, uh-huh. and uh, would that be the pair? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it's Baldwin? probably Baldwin? Ta- town and country or Baldwin. Oh, like Baldwin, wow. I think. Well, text on in if you know the answer. You can text into the EDF group text inbox three one four eight eight one TMA five. We got Douglas Elvin Vaughn to my right. Mm-hmm. Kirkwood Pioneer. Yeah. We got Darren the Plowhawk Atkins Canton. Is it Little Giants or just the Giants? Little Giants. Little Giants. And Ken Iggy Strode, Brentwood Eagles Hall of Fame. And maybe USBC Hall of Fame, too. And maybe USBC, the St. Charles region? Or is that like Uh, the entire... I think it's the St. Charles region. It's kind of mixed. St. Charles, St. Louis, it's all one big thing. Was the the entity USBC, was that what used to be the Hall of Fame that was downtown? Uh, No. 
Um, that was the big time bowling hole. Okay. Gotcha. Was the, this is some Shishawali <laughs> Lions Club that meets in. No, that was the major Rotary Hall of Fame. Club. That was the <laughs> Hall of Fame. That was all the PBA players and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just uh, yeah. non PBA members. Um, yeah, it used to be called the American Bowling Congress, ABC. Got it. They changed it to the United States Bowling Congress, USBC. Where'd that Hall of Fame move to? Uh, Texas, Texas, was it? San yeah, Antonio, maybe? I think, I think why, Arlington. Why'd they I think. leave? Because yeah, downtown St. Louis, oh, we with our great city. nobody went there. No, we did nothing to it. I mean, I went there went once. There. I went there once. My so, uncle threw a 300 and was, for whatever reason, like there was like a little, like if you looked it up, you, it would show that he has all oh, 300. Because I guess well, yeah, it was all you gotta do is go to the USBC and type in a name. It was a pretty cool building, from what I remember. It's a, it was a loss when they left. Yeah, I'd rather yeah, have it than not it's have just, it. just once again, I mean, how sad is it that you lose a bowling hall of fame? And St. Louis had uh, some of the best bowlers in the world. Dick Weber, Don Carter. Ray Bluth, are you kidding Ray me? Ray Bluth, all part of that Budweiser team. Sure. It had the highest score in the world for the longest time. Yeah. There are pictures showing a lot of bowling alleys around town. Hmm. Absolutely. I, well, call- I can't remember who it was. We'd be a heck of a bowling team it was with the athletic ability oh in this room. Oh, my God. Are Not you very kidding good. me? Not Dick very Don good. Carter, Tom Hennessy. I actually don't know if I could get a 15-pound ball down the lane. Well, then take a little lighter ball. One-handed. That'd be like 10% of your body weight, wouldn't it? <laughs> more than that. Yeah, more. Clousy bowled for me in Gobble Bowl one year. I started the first game, and I got so far behind in giving things out because I used yeah. to bowl. Yeah. Uh, really? While doing is, all of that yeah, that you do? I would bowl, roll a frame, then I'd run up and start giving stuff away. I would not want to be on your team. And after <laughs> one game, I said, God, I'm so far behind. I said, Plowsy, take over. I shot 300 the first game. No, sure. He did. And Plowsy The tales of command. And I think I shot a 119. But it's nine pin, right? Nine so, pin, no dick, yeah. yeah. It's no big deal. So as long as you get nine pins, it's a strike? On your first ball, yeah. Got it. And and if you're a really good bowler, yeah, you're I think most of the time going to get at least nine. There's two really good teams that bowl every year, and I think every year one of those guys and one of those two teams shoots like 870. Oh, boy. Doesn't seem like the spirit of the game. <laughs> well, it keeps things moving. You get nine. To... Well, are we there to keep things moving or to, or to bowl? Dog, the if first. we didn't have the two-putt rule at the dotum, uh, we'd yeah, still be out there. It's true. We literally would still be out there with guys playing on day five. Well, between four guys, you, you ought to be able to two-putt just about every green. Come on, Doug. No, You've seen those dog, teams out no there. way. At Normandy, whole, probably, yeah. Eleven, no way. 11 could be tough. Depending on where I, you're I on, nailed, on the slope, you could have four putts. Oh, with I was those. at the bottom of the slope. The pin was at the top right, Doug. And uh, we probably had 30 feet. Nailed it right up the gut. Really? Just nailed it from way down. Yeah, that was a putt oh. nobody was making because everybody was leaving it down there. Yeah, and that's where I, I nailed a putt from there. Did you really? Mm-hmm. And I came up to your guys' hole and proceeded to miss short on the 100. 12-yard hole. Yeah. Hardest hole in golf. It was a tough green, you know. Most <laughs> so if you don't, missed it. So if you don't like Most nine pin no tap, then don't bowl. No, that wasn't what we were talking about. Yeah, you were. No, we were, we were talking we about in, his golf shot. We were tying into a two-putt rule. Yeah, I think they're similar. I can't believe you used to bowl during that. I've seen you. You were working. I've been, I've been to two gobble bowls, and you've been working the yeah, whole time. Yeah, I stopped, time. like, quit bowling anyway. But before that, <laughs> after, like, the second year, I said, I can't bowl and do this. So uh, we have a date, too, November 18th, if you're... Um, Thanks to Cave Springs Lanes, all set. Always a great okay. event. That's good. And always a super Items fun already event. coming in. <clears throat> I, saw, I saw some guy at Jay's, uh, at Jay's memorial, and he said I blocked him on Facebook. Oh, <clears throat> block him! He said, I don't know why you blocked me. He says, I think because I was going to drop off some bobbleheads, and I didn't. 
I said, I wouldn't block you for that. I said, I don't know why I blocked you. I said, send me a friend request. I'll accept you. I said, there was a day I would just block like 100 people at once. You said one thing to me. Hi, Iggy. I'm blocking them. So you probably didn't do anything. Just send me a friend request. He goes, I got like 50 I got like 50 uh, bobbleheads. I said, let's bring them by. Sweet. Now, if you don't probably bring them by, I'll block you again. Yeah, he's using that bobblehead ruse Ooh, another gosh. time. As leverage, yeah. yeah. Yeah, to accept him as a friend. He'll come up to you next time with a fake mustache or something. <laughs> hey, block me again. <laughs> Pop, what kind of muffin you get? That blueberry right there? Looks yeah, like, I had, looks like it went to Star Starbucks. I had like this uh, $10 left on this Starbucks gift card that's been sitting in my wallet for God knows how long. Oh, sweet so I was like, action. well, and I got in the shower this morning and kind of wanted to peer and see what time. If it was six o'clock, I probably wouldn't have dedicated it, even though it is right down the road. Opened at 5 30, so I was like, huh. Get myself a little Starbucks, got in here. And tell the fine listeners in. what you ate yesterday. Oh, you wanted to bring that up? Yeah. A whole sleeve of cinnamon rolls, Doug. Oh, so like, when I told Madison, she was big giant bear claws, that kind of type of thing. Like Wait, just hold the on. Cooked cinnamon rolls. So like the Pillsbury sleeve that yes. you crack open and Correct. then bake yourself. You ate the entire the entire one. Wow. Each one the size of a hockey puck. And it, and it yeah, and it wasn't like multiple okay, sittings. You put icing on there. I put yeah. I, I made them to where they're doughy too, so I don't even know if they're fully done. But we did the I did mm. the heavy icing. So I took four. Oh man, my computer just shut off. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> took four, like out to the couch, and started eating them. Finished them. Was watching Succession, um, and then I was like, "Well, do I put those away?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna eat a couple more." Then I ate two, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna save two. No, yeah, there's no That's room." Fair. So in a half hour, I ate cinnamon rolls. You can't. They're not good the next day. You yeah, gotta that, eat them right away. Thank you, Iggy. How'd you feel after you ate all those eight? What time of the day was it? This is like two in the afternoon, and then I went oh to God. Fr- then I went to Frisco like three hours later. And just, was it like lunch in you? Webster? Yeah, Frisco and Webster—that's a nice place. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've been there before. It's good. You I sat around the patio. It's yeah. really nice. It's right there, um, Big Bend. Kind of across the street from our old station. Yeah. What what kind of fare do they serve? Don't say fair. You know they have a lot of healthier items than I thought. They have a lot of they have a charcuterie board. Um, they Meat have, and cheese. <laughs> they, well, they have like fish, to- like toast, which is like the white fish dip. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. There's a, there's a lot more healthier items than I anticipated. A lot of salads. I about went with the pastrami. Pastrami and Reuben looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate sauerkraut, but I love it on a Reuben for some reason. Yeah, me. I'm I'm right with you. Like I don't like mayo at all unless it's on a turkey sandwich right after Thanksgiving. You know, with oh. the turkey. I got poutine. They got poutine. Oh, do they? Okay. What's that? Oh, you'd like this, Doug. It's French that? fries. French fries. And you cover that with brown gravy. Oh. And then on, all on top of that, you put cheese curds on there. Oh. It's a Canadian dish. And it's called poutine? Poutine, yeah. I'm with you, Plazzi, on the um, <clears throat> cinnamon rolls. I, I think they're still raw when I eat them. Oh, they, they, uh, you, I don't, when the bottom is... Like hard, and when you think they're done, they're overcooked. Yeah, like, if the top starts getting brown, they say they're done. I'd take them out way before that. They're too supposed, hard. It's supposed to be a 13-minute cook cycle. I did nine. Doug, so how about you get a big roll of Pillsbury's and you try to finish the whole thing? I ain't going to do it. I mean, eight cinnamon rolls. I was pretty impressed. Did you develop a little gut right right then? Like I said, I went out to dinner a couple You're hours later. You were still hungry. Well, not like I wasn't hungry right after the eight. You might have the world's fastest metabolism. Yeah, cause that, I mean, because I, I demolished this. We had the uh, the shrimp cocktail, 
there, obviously, for a start. Well, obviously, yeah. And then, I, yeah, I had the burger and fries. And just what gets me is you ate them at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I know. Yeah. I wouldn't need a nap after that. That I mean, was actually my lunch. <clears throat> if anything, they're breakfast. <laughs> but I'll have them for dessert at oh, night. Dessert. I'll yeah. make some cinnamon rolls or with the orange icing, and I, I can eat three, which is a waste because then I have five left over that I don't ice, and the next morning I throw them out to the birds. Yeah. So they should make kind of like Lewis does with their bread, half half loaves. Who the hell is Lewis? That's the name of Lewis Lewis brand at Schnucks. It's a half a loaf. I, I, get a, I get a loaf of bread because, okay, I bought some Braunschweiger. I bought some ham. Braunschweiger. And God. so I got to get bread. This is like what you eat in prison. And it? I eat one sandwich and then the bread. Braunschweiger. After you just lost all your I'm money in the stock market. I'm right here for a reason. Give them the, the bread, Braunschweiger. Then the bread goes to waste because I made one sandwich and I don't eat any more bread. And it starts getting moldy. I throw it out to the bird. So Lewis makes a half a half a loaf. Does that have two heels or just one heel? Uh, back and front. Yeah. Man. I ate the heels for toast. Not bad. Text on in. We got the KC Gray Sexual here in the Engineer Design Facility uh, Engineer Design Facility Group text inbox. Hey guys, now that we know Plowsy weighs 115 pounds, remember when he thought he could curl 50 pounds? In retrospect, mm-hmm. he was trying to curl nearly half his body weight. I right. thought it was 100 pounds. Did you Wasn't make it the 100 was, pound there, there dumbbell? There would be zero chance that you could Maybe we want the 50 pounds. 50, yeah, probably 50 pound dumbbells. That's just doing this with 50 pounds? Both I mean, hands? It, trust me, it sounded a lot easier than when you actually get that thing in your hand. I mean, the movement to get it from straight arm to bend is... A Especially challenge. if you just, like, never do it. Yeah, a- absolutely. Doing 50 that, pounds is... And you didn't do it? You failed? Is that, oh, I yeah. Yeah, running is one thing. You can run with it, like, you can do, like, what I did with the mile without yeah. doing much with Probably. my body. You sure. can't just go and lift the weight and go, okay, I haven't lifted in 10 years. Hope these muscles are good. And try to curl a, a 50 pound dumbbell. Well, and he's right. That's almost 50% of your body weight. Close so yeah. Yeah. that would be pretty impressive if you could curl that with no problem. But I did eat a Lunchable at 8 a.m. and a sleeve of cinnamon rolls at 2 p.m. So I kind of did the reverse. A lot of the bodybuilders <laughs> in the gym are eating just like that. Yeah. The same sort of nutritional program that uh, they're following. Yeah. Carbs. Yeah. Is, that where, is that where you got the routine? Carbs and sugar <laughs> almost exclusively. It's a carbo load. You were talking to a couple of the, the roid heads? <laughs> hey, what are you eating to get so jacked? All I have in my fridge are Pillsbury and Lunchables. Full, full yeah. cinnamon rolls. Oh, it's you think about it, I think Plowsy probably started the charcuterie board at spring training on his bed. Yeah. He just started it's laying out lunch thing. meats and Hoosier. cheese on his, bread, on his bed. But you didn't have a board that day. No, but I used the, Bed remember sheet. the box? Hotel thing? mattress sheets. The hotel mattress <laughs> sheets. Yeah, those are always Put your food right on there. <laughs> right on there. Not knowing what might have happened in the person who stayed there. Didn't blacklight it or anything? Yeah, you never want blacklighting that around his little cheeses <laughs> yeah. and meats there and there's all these yeah. green spots. Oh, don't say green spots. Is that seed or mustard? Ah! Oh, I'm sure seed. Braunschweiger's delight with some mustard and cheese. Probably going to tell me you don't like black pudding either, do you, Doug? That's from Miss Janie Shanahan. Black pudding? Now, what is that? Uh, is that the blood pudding thing where it's actually blood? Oh. Uh, black pudding. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want that. Black no. pudding is a distinct regional type of blood sausage oh. originating in the United Kingdom and Ireland. It's made from pork or beef blood with pork fat God, or no. beef stew. As in a cereal, usually oatmeal, oat groats, or barley groats. So we're basically oh. raccoons. We're just digging I'm through trash that. now to get blood sausage. I'm not eating that. <laughs> no. What's what's Yorkshire pudding? Isn't that like bread? No, it's I like you so. serve it with prime rib. It's like it's almost like a roll, but it's kind of you open it up and it's like air inside. Yorkshire pudding, they call yeah. it. Yeah, baked pudding made from a batter of eggs, flour, milk. So it's kind of bread. It's in the bread family. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's not like dessert. You usually serve it in restaurants uh, with prime rib. Well, people don't have bread for dessert. Well, you said pudding. Bread pudding. Think about okay, that. But not... it's not close. It's not... It's bread. It's basically a roll. You're just going to have a piece very... of bread for dessert? But it's hollow. The inside is very moist. It's basically eating the lining of it. Because I don't want lining from anything. I don't either. Not lining. Or a membrane. It's basically <laughs> eggs and flour and... That's all it is. It's not dessert. It's served with lining. food. Doug, we got an in-depth uh, breakdown of where Munganast uh, Acura is. Munganast on Manchester is nowhere near the Baldwin city limits, but in the Baldwin post office area. Baldwin post office 63011 yeah. slash 63021 covers all parts of the city of Baldwin, Manchester, Winchester, Twin Oaks, Valley Park, Ellisville, Clarkson Valley, Chesterfield, Town and Country, and Wildwood. Very large post office. It, it is confusing because, yeah, Baldwin's much farther west than, right. than this. Way further. you got to go through Manchester and then Winchester. Before you get to Baldwin. That's the problem with you St. Louisans. Too many municipalities. Yeah, way too many. 90-some-odd? I mean, the Kirkwood area is absolutely crazy to me. That Oakland, Green, Greendale, or Glendale, Glendale. and Kirkwood Rock are Hill. literally... Rock Hill. are literally just... It's so condensed. It's so dumb. Each one has its own police force. Come on. Give me a break. It's insane. Well, it gets much worse in North County. I don't, so, I don't spend so many much time municipalities out in are tiny. Oh, yeah. That really Marlboro small. area? No, that, there's one south. spot there oh, on, on 170 North, right before you get up on St. Charles Rock Road. Okay. It I'm goes from Sherlock to like Venetia. Yeah, Bell Belnor. And you can see the two signs. Yeah. The signs right are like 100 feet away from each other. It's Sycamore, Belnor, and Sherlock. Yeah. Like literally within like. Who threw you, that up? You could th hit a seven iron and go through all three municipalities. Yeah. Yeah, there's, see, like, there's like three businesses in there. Jack of Fades is right there. Yeah, Jack of that's right on the Rock Road. Jack of Fades. Yeah, what's get, that about? It's barber a shop? barber shop. <laughs> wow, I love that. It's a good name. name. There's, a, there's another name. one called Catch This Fade that I really like. That's, a, that's you guys ever get a fade? I currently have one. Now, what makes that a fade? So you take the hair lower to your to your boy mouth uh, is a little shorter, and then hair it, lower than your mouth <laughs> that would be a, a beard, wouldn't it? <laughs> the hair closer to the bottom of your head or the middle of your head is shorter, and then as it goes up towards the crown of your head, it gets longer. So it fades in. Oh, well, like that's pretty common. People have been cutting their hair like that for years. Right. Like a military we used to, fade. We used to call them bowl cuts. No, bowl cut would be the antithesis. Bowl cut is I literally used to get bowl cuts. You like did? You would, they would put a bowl on top of your head? They wouldn't go as far as, like, a bowl on top of my head, but I had the bowl cut. I had it all, like, shaved on the back and on the sides and just... <laughs> really a sharp <laughs> like a straight line across? Right above, yeah, right above the eyebrow. I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll find pictures of it for sure because I know from, like, yeah, second and third grade to, like, sixth grade, it was oh, bowls all it day, like, baby. It looks like the barber did not have a whole lot of time. I, I got 30 seconds here. I'll give you whatever haircut I can do in that amount of time. Then you're out of here. We had a two-chair barber, and... Barber shop, and one of the barbers was the mayor. Oh, <laughs> so like sounds like the Andy Griffith <laughs> show. Seriously, isn't that crazy? He's eating brown schwag or schwag or whatever, and I'm getting a haircut by my mayor at like 8 a.m. before like he went to like council meetings. We always used to get my dad would go in and get us give him the Princeton. Yeah, I remember the Princeton. What's the Princeton? I have no clue. But that yeah, sounds what they called. It was just a really short. It was almost like a crew cut. The Princeton is a Princeton haircut. Let's and take a look. That's what the boys got. Give them the Princeton. Oh, this is a very common haircut. Afterwards, you get your dried up bubblicious grape bubblegum in oh, this. Yeah. Oh, they gave me that. 50 year old tin, yeah. Oh. Mayor Don. 
I remember going into the barber, varsity barber shop at the Manchester and Lindbergh and asking for a regular boy's haircut. Wow. <laughs> Which seems a little generic now looking back on it. Give me the boy's haircut. But he knew just what to do. I've yeah. had so many of my days. I've had a mullet. I have had a mullet permed. I had a wow. sh- shag. Mullet. Can we get pictures of the mullet <laughs> permed, please? I need I'm sure some. I got some somewhere. You uh, could put that on a T-shirt and sell those everywhere. Let me get a shag. My brother had a fantastic flat top. Really? Like how yeah. long? It would stick straight up in the air. <laughs> My hair was never thick enough to do that. I couldn't possibly pull that off. Rest uh, like a cup on top you of it? You could, almost. yeah, and yeah. it wouldn't roll at all. Perfect flat top. Yeah, I used to get mine spiked. <laughs> Let's get back to you. <laughs> I got to tell you. Oh, we're talking haircuts. I'm okay. just telling you which kinds I had. The perm smell. Yeah, it's gross. Is it really? It's, it's, a, it's a unique, I don't know if it's terrible it's not great. Are people still getting perms? I don't think so. Don't Should we all get some? I get a perm. Well, why not? <laughs> Give no, me a hundred bucks. I get have, a perm right now. You have right to have now. really long hair to get a perm. Paul can do. He's got long. Hair. I got a perm. I could get one. Like yeah. Doug can get a perm. You couldn't get a perm. I can get a perm now. It's too short. Why does it have to be long? Because you have to roll that thing. Yeah, See? This is long enough, right? Oh, sure yeah. it is. Yeah, go get a perm. You got a great head of hair, Paul. Huck. Oh, dude, I'm very lucky. Very lucky. Look at the wings, though. Look how, oh, and, and, and this is switch. natural. Yeah. This is natural, natural wings. <laughs> dude, my computer may, like, start smoking. Is it so. dead? I, the I'm drops. Gonna... No drops today. Well, that's why I can't, like, I, I, it's, it's going to black screen, and it's, it's a tough battle here. Hmm. That's odd. Okay. I hate restarting computers. You got to play commercials out of that thing? No, it's no, no. Luckily, this is all good. But I do have to play Rejoin Music. So I'm going to okay. do a, rest- a quick restart now. But don't let that hinder the show. Don't okay. Well, won't we'll even think about, about haircuts. it. Uh, my family gets together each year and butcher our own hogs, and we make blood sausage in the process. You oh. literally mix the blood of the animal with ground sausage, encase it, boil it in water, then eat it like salami. I don't eat it personally. Thanks. That's from Scott's Wrinkled Ball Sack. It sounds boiled hideous. meat. They boil, I feel like that's not uncommon. Like salami's boiled. There's isn't got it? to be nothing grosser than boiling meat and eating it. I feel boiled like... food. <laughs> like we taking that. a slab of roast beef and throwing in some boiling water, then eating it. If you season it, wouldn't it be okay? Oh, but I think half the fun. Nails. Half the fun in that does sound like it's a nice family tradition. Right. Yeah. But- we used oh, to, I can't imagine getting up and say, "Hey, let's butcher the hog." <laughs> Look, I tell you really? what. Really, we're gonna go kill the pig? <laughs> Me and Grandma Irma would always. Um, go out and get morel mushrooms and then bake those, season those. That was like our, you know, and I thought they were great. Not a lot of, you no, know, they're good. Not, it's not good. everybody Big Illinois tea, thing. Huge Illinois thing. And Big people Illinois. get really protective of their spots. It's like fishing holes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they will die you with those You just pull them right out of the ground? Yep. Just wild? Yep. Oh, you wash good. them? They're good. You need, a, you need a pig to find those? No, they're not that fancy. That's for truffles. truffles. Yeah, for truffles, you get like a truffle hunting pig. But there are people that Ah. have like, that have had like this same area for generations. Now, we used to, it wasn't a family thing because I hated it. But my dad, my uncle, uh, some friends, and my grandpa would go rabbit hunting. They're looking for Hassenpfeffer. They would come back with rabbits and they'd throw them in the sink. And then they would all, with my grandma, would sit there and clean them. Mm-hmm. And that's what him. Daniel Boone did? I'd just watch him just split open <laughs> these that rabbits and, and take out all these guts in the fur. And then we'd have Haas and Pfeffer. We went to the grocery store in my family. That's what we did. <laughs> so did we. For your brown schwager. We didn't go pull mushrooms out of the ground or eat rabbits. Well, we, were, we went to the grocery store. We were poor. Sausage. We could only eat what we killed. 
I told you, I told this story a lot, so this is probably, uh, but we used to, a couple of my buddies owned farms, and it would be like, in the barns and silos would be raccoon infestations all of the time, because when there's hay, they always burrow, and they're, they're just a nuisance. And so we'd raccoon hunt, and then we'd skin them and take the raccoon hides to Havana, Illinois. They bought them for like 20 to 40 a pop, depending on the size. We just buy weed with it. And that's oh. very Hoosier. No, like. no, as I'm, it isn't. As no I'm like, don't tell yourself that. As I'm telling the story, it doesn't sound as exciting. So you shot the raccoons with what, a shotgun? I mean, you could do like, like pellet BBs with some of them. A BB would kill a raccoon? Well, through the head, yeah. It does? Because you, you don't want to ruin the skin, too. Like, you want to make sure that you... Preserve it, though. Yeah. I'm stunned that a BB would kill a raccoon. Well, it's not, not a BB gun. It's like a little pellet gun. It's beyond a BB gun. Would it break your skin if but you're you not get, shot you're not it? taking a 12 gauge shotgun into a silo? Well, I don't know. Start, I've never shot a raccoon. You wouldn't couldn't pay me enough to get me in a silo. I've heard those stories. <laughs> oh, it is. It, yeah, the uh, wasps people and falling, spiders. Well, people falling and, in there. Yeah, like that's the corn. All the I've only shot one thing in my life, and it was with a pellet gun. Um, my friend Mike Prosper, his parents had a house out in the country. <laughs> Mike Prosper. and we went hunting. And I said, I've never hunted in my life. No. So they gave me the pellet gun. And I think uh, Prosperi had a 12 gauge, I think. <laughs> and going in. It's, it's, Man, it's, it's the damnedest thing because I don't shoot, I don't hunt. No. And uh, we're just walking around. I got this pellet gun. And he goes quail, and I just, I just, I lift my gun and shoot, and I hit it. The tales of Commander McBride. That's a good shot. But Burns I didn't kill it. Because I had a pellet gun. Oh yeah. So the thing was on the ground, kind of fluttering. Oh no. And then Prosperi takes his 12 gauge. And he just blows everything apart. I said, why'd you do that? Weren't you going to eat that? No, I just want to see it die. Oh. <laughs> he took a 12-gauge and sh- just shattered it. It blew into 90 pieces. I'll uh, say that raccoons are an absolute nuisance to farmers. Uh, so, I'm just throwing pandas. that out there right now. Yeah. They're absolutely terrible. I had five of them in my house yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. That? And they're cute, but like they, it gets to a point where it's like they just want to destroy, terrorize. And they spread and they rabies breathe. around. Yeah, and they're they scat. Is that what it is? Yeah. I didn't know what it was called, but I know the disease is crazy. Uh, multiple texts coming in nice. uh, talking about Iggy saying he doesn't hunt when, uh, I'll start with Jonathan Titsworthy, oh, yeah. you yeah. hunted Gross Mother. You sure did. Uh, uh, what kind it. of gun did you shoot Gross Mother with? <laughs> nice. Here right. comes the Gross Mother story. That was a BB gun. That wasn't a pellet. You were hunting. Yeah, the you BB were hunting the most dangerous hurt. game of all. Those are like air <laughs> Now I fish. I just don't hunt. But I usually throw it back. You hit Gross Mother in the neck. I wasn't hunting her. I was just... You were definitely hunting her. What, if I shot her and killed her, we're going to eat her? Yeah, well, be... you don't have to eat. That's, but you're still hunting whether you just eat what she turn. shoot or you not. You shouldn't shoot anything unless you're going to eat it. This, Again, so why did you I'm shoot gonna, Gross Mother? I'm going to tell you right now because I, I, I'm kind of with Iggy, but these raccoons, I'm telling you, if you just let them do their thing... It's over. Well, they're they, vermin. They turn diseases to cows and your pigs, and they, they eat all the food and all the, It's Right, you have to get raccoon, yeah. Yeah. They're vermin. But for but the most part, I am... gross, mother. I am... Hi, humans. humans, no. Iggy humans. did not shoot a quail out of the air with a pelican, period. It's from a through on I think I, I believe it. I'm going to get Mike Prosper on the air. I may be in Italy, but I'll... <laughs> wow. What would he be doing in Italy? That's the... He has a place in uh, Tuscany. Oh gosh, his Prosperi did all right with himself. I mean, he did. He owns uh, he owns the Kirkwood, um, the Emos down on South Kirkwood or North nice. Kirkwood, whatever. When Lindbergh turns into Kirkwood Road, I didn't think there were places available in Tuscany. 
Oh, my God, great Seinfeld oh, episode. <laughs> this one. And that would also annoy me if somebody goes, oh, you can't find a place there. Yeah. I think I would have the same reaction in the yeah. Seinfeld I've seen episode. pictures. I mean, it looks, money, like, find a place. it looks like what you would think Tuscany would look like. He's got a house, like, up in a hill just overlooking the valley. And By just... owning one Emo's restaurant? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it probably made oh, the best. I don't pizza know. Joint. You'd have to own 50 of them. <laughs> No, I don't know, I don't know that why. that's what he does. I don't know if he makes all of his money from that. Maybe made investments. I don't know if his dad had money when he passed away. Is he I don't hiding? know. Is this Emo's Pizza up front for something? Ooh. No, it's a great Raccoon. place, though. Raccoon. He always Gambit. Um, that's where my uh, little sister Kelly gets her uh, Emo's. Every year she gets three large Emo's flown down to her. Flown down? From they make frozen Nemo's pizzas. She didn't like that. So he makes so it. So it's cooked. And they put it in the mail? <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike Prosperi freezes three large uh, pizzas for her and then mails them down to Orlando. She could. Uh, I just think she could buy the frozen pizzas. See, well, you still have to get it mailed down. Why don't you yeah. just have the regular Emo's made for you fresh instead of frozen? See, my parents used to do this with uh, Steve and Kathy Graham. What up? Uh, they're best friends who live in Arizona, so we would oh. like go there every year. But what they, well, Illinois didn't have, which I think now does, the Midwest has fat tire beer now. I don't know if you've had fat Ooh, tire beer. No. It's Belgium. fantastic, but it used to not be a Midwest thing. It used to be, I think, West Coast, East Coast, or South. So oh. Arizona had plenty of it. Sure. What they didn't have was kitchen cooked chips. Oh, they didn't. Which I still don't think they have. It's so an Illinois it, thing, isn't it? Yes. And so what we would do is exchange kitchen cook chips for the beer you know cases of beer so oh. you can say that you are able to send food items through the mail now I, it, these were non-perishable you know beer and chips but i still think the pizza story is legit yeah. you could send frozen pizzas out when yeah. i was in high school i remember people couldn't get coors beer here and it was a big deal we're going to really? colorado and get some coors no, beer. you get in kansas city we go to kansas city and get and bring it back when we were the life of the party yeah. look they've got coors Really? No. It wasn't that big yet. He got Coors. Yeah. Oh, man, you were cool. If you'd been to Colorado and gotten some Coors, you were now really it's that walking in tall cotton. Piss-tasting stuff that is now you can find in St. Louis. You can only use Yingling. Yeah, Yingling. I've never had piss. that. Oh, it's gross. I've never had Yingling. But that's, again, a, hey, brought back some Yingling. Woo. Yeah. Can't get it here. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, great stuff. This topic sucks. Can we rank Mount Rushmore of current Cardinal Hogs? That's from Babe Truth. Mm. Yeah, well, Hawks, I feel like that's your... We don't know that. Well, current, current. We don't have to listen oh. to all the textures when they ask questions. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to do what they say. Yeah, how are they liking this program? Because they can't like it. Right? It's been rich with information. <laughs> I think so. I'm curious to think what the in Tuscany they think of Emo's Pizza. You think they would like it? Oh, my God, that'd be hilarious. I don't know if they're big into Provel or not. I had some pizza in Italy. It was horrible. It was the worst pizza pizza I'd ever had in my life. Isn't that good? It was the worst I'd ever had. What was bad about it? It was just like a flat piece of, like, dried bread with just a little bit of tomato sauce and a couple of uh, sausages thrown on top of it. I don't believe pizza was invented in Italy. It would not stay in business if it were anywhere here. I think pizza was invented in China. Wow. I don't know. I really doubt that. They don't really eat, like... It wasn't invented in Italy, you know that. Uh, all right, here we go. Mm. Pizza is a dish of Italian origin consisting yeah. of a usually round, flat base of leavened wheat-based dough topped with tomatoes, cheese, and often other uh, ingredients. That's a lie. I don't think it was in Italy. If the pizza like I had the was, a, was available... a flatbread known as a plaukus. A plaukus? In a mud oven. Oh. I, I have no doubts that other cultures before Italy had flatbread with 
some sort of sauce on top of it. But pizza, as we know it, I believe, started in Italy. I believe the food is better right here than it is anywhere else in the world. I think I'm 100% wow. you can go anywhere you, you want to go. It's not going to get better than what it is here. We've stolen all the best food, and yeah. we've invented some more on top of that. And we've got more money than almost every other country, so we do it, tend to do it right, preserve it the best. It's the best that you're ever going to have right here. I'm sure you had some good meals over there in, uh, like, Italy and France and Croatia. Uh, the ones that were on the yacht, yeah, on the, not the yacht, but the cruise ship, yeah, those meals were great. The ones in the restaurants were, eh, nothing oh. special. Yeah, fair enough. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do they, they put ice in the water over there? Uh, um, I think I think so. I've heard like AC and ice in the water are two yeah, kind of things. I didn't order a lot of, kind of take beverages there, but... Uh, pizza originated in Naples, you idiot. The show sounds like a corner table at Delmar Gardens on high school service hour day. It's from mm. Harvard Day. Yep. Just tuning in, where is Tim? Is he, is it, if he isn't going to be on, I'll just actually work today. It's from the Bill Fontaine Belly this Buster. This is just a getaway day. Well, just got a couple guys hanging out. It's a big hangout type of show. You know, you turn it on, you just hang out with us. You're like the extra right. member of the day. As text on in, uh, EDF group text inbox 314-881-TMA5. Call in, and you can talk to KG in O-Town, who I apologize for not mentioning at the outside of the show. Oh, he is here. KG, thanks for coming in, brother. Of course. Thanks for having me. Doug, did you know that uh, the guy sitting in my studio posted a picture of barbecue sauce and a ball gag last night on the fan page? A ball gag? (laughs) Why would he have done so? Oh, yeah, he sent me a video. I forgot about that. Why would he have done that? That was hot. Andreas brings out the freak in me. <laughs> really? Is that their new advertising slogan? <laughs> Bring out the freak in yourself. I was just surprised to see that uh, a ball gag was next to the to the sauce. But hey, I don't judge. We don't kink shame on this. We got to thank. We got to congratulate uh, Max and his uh, lovely bride. Uh, announced yesterday that uh, she is due in December. Oh, congratulations! Oh, the, the, congratulations. The, the owner operators of Andreas, fourth uh, fourth generation. Hell yeah! Of um of Andreas. Yeah, well, he's Kennison. I mean, I don't know what Sam's last name was. Andrea. The comedian Sam, Sam Kennison? Sam Andrea. So four generations of uh, Sam's. And I also oh. want to give a shout-out, too. You know, it's usually... Um, on these Dr. Email, Biondo, no, yeah. on these emails, we get these <laughs> feedback via the TMAS. Oh, I'd block that. Best thing ever. Yeah, did. it's usually Dennis Char's upholstery, who's good for four or five shots at me every day. Uh, but we have a new, uh, new person cool. taking shots, Sandy Crook. So I'm going to give a shout-out to Sandy Crook for these. Here, I'll read the two that I What do you say? Does he even know what self-awareness is? Yeah. Followed up by, Iggy is like that friend that won't shut up about seeing a bad movie. Oh. And then what did... Uh... Did that hurt your feelings? No, no, no. I'm just saying, then Dennis Char, did I miss Tanning Bulb's story told for the 10th time? There's from yesterday, so they're all about me, but thanks for listening. I appreciate it. That's nice. So well, you're upset out. by this. No, I just want to give Sandy Crook a shout-out. Why? <laughs> Because she Thanks took, for took the time to email in and it's listen to the show. She. Well, the name I, is Sandy Crook, so whoever it is. Yeah. I don't know what the pronoun they're using. but You can be a guy. Sandy Alcantara. Sandy Koufax. Sandy Koufax. Sanford. Is Sandy Koufax the greatest left-hand pitcher of all time? 
For a short period of time, he would be. Yeah, you, you know, over five or six years. I think for a seven-year period, he was the best pitcher in the game's ever seen. Yeah, for that short. But but a guy like Steve Carlton was really good for much longer. Right. Yeah, he, Koufax retired early, didn't he? Yeah. yeah uh, I guess probably needed Tommy John surgery, and they didn't have it back right, then. Right, right. Oh, my elbow hurts so much, I can't keep doing this. Was Sandy, uh, did you see Sandy Koufax in spring training one year? Oh, yeah. I, yes, I did, at a restaurant. How'd he look? Just like what you would think you look, in great shape, very distinguished. Greatest Jewish athlete of all time, no doubt in my mind. Hank uh, Greenberg? Hammer and uh, Hank? No, it's, it's Sandy. If, if somebody, Sid Luckman? No, if somebody is the considered one of, if not the best in their sport, they're probably yeah. they're for sure the greatest. There's a book yeah. I read, it's called, I can't think of his name, but it was called The Catcher is a Spy. Oh, yeah. He was a major league catcher, and then he became a spy. Right, that was... I forgot yeah. his name. Oh, Gosh, I knew his name. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a very famous Just story. Just Catcher was a spy. And then... Yeah. Uh, uh, the yeah. catcher was a spy, a play on a catcher in the ride. Yeah. He was a mediocre catcher who... Moberg. Uh, Moberg. Moberg, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and he, he spoke like seven or eight languages, and he was an, an Ivy League graduate. He, he was the guy that they, came, they, they first described as good glove, no hit. I guess he was a good catcher and, and couldn't hit a lick. And back in the barnstorming days, like in the 30s, the top Major League Baseball players in the offseason would like go to Japan and the, uh, the Far East just to try to sell the game a little bit more. And they went on one of those trips with Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and the Jimmy Fox, and they had Mo Berg on there. And everyone was wondering, what in the hell is Mo Berg doing on this <laughs> trip? He's hardly one of the stars of the league. But what he was doing when they went to Japan, this was late 30s now, uh, he, would, he was also worked for the CIA – he would take a, a, a small camera and go up on the building tops and shoot uh, film of Tokyo Bay and all that area because they sensed that war was coming with Japan. And then he would take that film and give it back to the State Department. And they used that for Jimmy Doolittle's raid. Oh, when, wow. When they, when they bombed it. Oh, that's yeah. pretty awesome. It's a great yeah. book. I forgot about all that, but it was a great book to read. Fascinating. They also made a movie in 2018 mm -hmm. starring Paul Rudd playing Mo Berg. Oh, yeah. Miller's it's also a in fantastic it. story. And Jeff Daniels. That's a, it uh, unfortunately got a 32% of Rotten Tomatoes, but, you yeah, know. Not a great movie. Okay. And not many people interested in Mo Berg. Well, shout out Mo Berg. Well, people love World War II movies, though. That's what it's going to that. Uh, who shot the B-roll? That's uh, from Birthday Hawk. Would that have actually been? He shot some B-roll. Oh, yeah. It would only be B-roll if there was another roll rolling <laughs> at the time when you wanted to slide the B-roll in over it. Uh, Doug Donovan Osborne is the greatest lefty of all time. Obviously, I don't six know. One eight. Uh -uh. I, I guess I'd Probably go Warren with Warren Spahn. I would think he'd be in the conversation. Randy Steven Johnson, Matz. not Stephen Matz. <laughs> Randy Johnson, Steve Carlton, Warren Spahn, Sandy Koufax. I think Warren Spahn is the most wins by a lefty. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he pitched well into his 40s. I think Caller Adam is on that list. No, nope. well, he's on the nope. phone lines. Uh, I think Warren Spahn got 600 wins. 600, no. Cy Young's got the record at 511. Hey, Adam. Hey, boys. Is, is Tim not on? He's not today? here. He's serving his suspension. I usually don't call in if Tim's not there. Okay. Find no, his mic. <clears throat> got his mic. No, do not. What's okay. the word? Send a wait on hold. Well, let's get to it, then. I was facetious, by the way, when I said 600. Did I win, did I win caller of the month? Nope. Uh, no, that went to uh, Buckswell, got the Milagro to kill a listener of the month for the month of May. Why didn't I win it? Because you're not good enough. Nor did you enter. I did too enter. Oh, yeah, Don't you did. Don't tell me I didn't enter, Jackson, when what? I know I entered. Relax. Well, you, well, you didn't win. You didn't win, though. 
How about that? Well, who picks it? Seasons. Who picks it? Who picks it? We all vote. We vote. It was who, unanimous. Who, who didn't vote for me? Nobody voted for you. Swope got all How five votes. Because I was here when we voted. Jackson. What's up? What is this, like a jury? You're going to pull all the jurors? What's up, madam? He's gone. You're a coward. Oh, I'm a coward? You're a coward if you don't post the results. I got it for you right now. Buck Swope won by unanimous decision. I didn't get a single vote. No. Nope. Honestly, I, it, you, you didn't even cross my mind. I'm, I'm over it. Why it would does. you? Why would you be up? Why would you have defeated Buck Swope last month? Yeah. What did you state do? State your case. I'm over it, Doug. How old are you? I'm not telling you. <laughs> are you in your 60s? Yes. So my dad is 64. And he threw his back out real bad. Okay. Ooh. What sh what should he do? Uh, rest. Maybe see a chiropractor. Ice. Heat. Yeah. Both. I'm not a doctor. Just because I'm in my 60s doesn't mean I'm a, I've got a medical degree. Throwing your back out could be different person to person. Once a jolly swagman camped by the billabong under the shade of a coolabot tree. And he sang as he watched and he waited till his billy boiled. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. Everybody, waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. And they sang and they sat as they waited by the billabong. What did he just say? I had to cut him off. He said, no, no. Doug, and then he requested that you suck him. Well, pot him down. Pot him down. Consider him potted. But what a nice little sea shanty we just got there from Color Adam. Mm -hmm. I believe that's an Australian song, isn't it? It sounded like a sea shanty. What's a sea shanty? You know, like what sailors would sing. Yo-ho, yo-ho, pirate's life for me. Mm -hmm. I think that was a little Australian song. Oh. It would have been fun to be a pirate. What? There's still time. And rob and kill people and steal from them? Yeah, I don't know if... No, just loot. through that one. Kill people with loot. Loot? Well, how are you going to... You think people you are just going to turn over their stuff? Yeah, just gotta, hold them at gunpoint and then put them down on the brig or something and take their treasures. Well, you got to kill at least one to show that you have the capability of it or nobody's going to do what you did. So you want to become a maritime criminal for the rest of your days? No, not now, but back in the day, they just kind of let them alone. Ugh, they didn't just leave them alone. They fought them as best they could. Like what, in the 1600s? The Barbary pirates took all kinds of slaves from Europe and enslaved them for I wouldn't years want slaves. I'm just talking treasures. Booty. I'm not going to enslave anybody. Just, what do you got in there? Some coins? Give it to me and let them go on their way. This is adjacent to the farmer <laughs> thing where you wouldn't work at all but still get the country time lemonade yeah, on I'd the be porch. Yeah, I'd be a wuss of a pirate. I wouldn't kill people, but I'd steal. Well, then you probably won't be a very effective And you live pirate. on the ship. You live until you find another bounty. You're just, you know, you got a cook down or making some dinner for you. You're just sailing on the ocean, having dinner and some, maybe some wine and... Up oh, there's a ship ahead. Let's go. I'm sure it was just a life of luxury. Go rob them and then get back out on the water, maybe. Bl blonde beard. That's what they call you. <laughs> Do a little tubing while you're at it. You think there's tubing on with those sail ships that are massive? Wouldn't go very fast. Yeah, and a lot of them have peg legs and hook for hands. <laughs> and a parrot on their shoulder. And it's just Captain Hook. Yeah, I guess I could. Yeah. I am the captain now. Yeah, do you, you want to, want to be a pirate? You want to be a Somali pirate. Uh, hey, Jax, I'm going to see Oppenheimer opening night with my girlfriend. Want to go with us and cuck me? Thanks. It's from the Shrewsbury mm. Seat Sniffer. Sure. I'd love to go. I can't wait for that. Oppenheimer? Yeah. It's, Is that uh, the guy, the atomic bomb? Yeah, Christopher Nolan's new movie. I'm really looking forward to it. Huh. Yeah, they shot it in 70 millimeter film, Doug. 
Oh, did they really? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would do that. I've watched an interview about it. He said it's the most clear picture. It's the gold standard of, of movie making. And he's the guy that the Americans got to come here and work on the Manhattan Project, right? Oppen- yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah, and it's played by Killian Murphy, who's awesome. You know whose uh, picture was on the uh, comic bomb? Whose picture? Who? Enola uh, Gay was the name of the plane that dropped the first one, right? Raquel Welch. No. no, she wouldn't have been alive. This was 1940. Gail Volva? Gail Volva. It Final is a, answer. God, I forgot her name. I don't know why I asked the question because I forgot her name. Sherry Steininger? No, she's a well, she was a well-known bombshell actress back in those days. Sophia Loren? No. God, I can't. Joan Mondersi? God, I can't think of it. Bickle? No, I just saw Jane it. Jane Harlow? <laughs> no, I just... Gene Harlow was a bombshell. Okay, can we have initials? I, I, said <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. Rita Hayward. I think that's okay. it. Okay. Oh, Rita Hayward. Wasn't that? Wasn't there? Wasn't she the poster on? Was it Raquel Welch or Rita Raquel Hayward? Raquel Welch in the in Shawshank. Shawshank. Redemption. I thought it was Rita Hayward. No, I, I, I love the Welch. Family Guy one the remake of when they knew that Shawshank. Iggy, you had to have seen that yeah, one, right? <laughs> Who's the poster on in Shawshank Redemption? I think it's Rita Hayward. His finger in it. Right. Oh, Rita Hayworth was... Uh... Uh, there's three posters. The poster girls in Shawshank Redemption are Rita Hayworth, Marilyn Monroe, and Raquel Welch. Yeah. So, I think the the name of the short story of that Stephen King wrote that became Shawshank Redemption was Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Oh. So, okay. there's that for a little fun piece of information. Yeah, I don't know who decided to do that, but they just put her picture on the atomic bomb. Guys, let me guess. Like nobody's going to see it once it explodes. I mean, Iggy's probably not. Was on no. the bomb. That's from the Austin ass hanky. <laughs> Jackson, you twisted femur pig. I saw hmm. Peter Zezel's huge crank tell Doug. That's from the recovering alcoholic. No. from Bell- uh, Who's Peter Zezel? Played for the Blues. Yeah, another guy. Early 90s, yeah, I think. Had a couple goals in his career. Yeah, that's a pretty good player. Died a, a young man. I don't think he was in his 50s even before he died. Damn. Someone guessed the Queen of Me and Leona Helmsley was on the atomic bomb. Oh. <laughs> no, that would have. They would have looked at that and they would all died before the bomb hit. Oh. Poot Snoot breathing is at 9.2. Mm. Encourage the bacon air to back away, but that's sent with love. It's from Mr. 631. Let me take the earbuds out because you're the only one that's hearing it. I'm sitting right here. If I was really. <laughs> It would be going through my headset, and I hear nothing. I heard so. it there a second ago. Yeah, because I did it on purpose. Oh. There it is again. Iggy drinks milk with all of his meals and wants to be a pirate when he grows up. This guy is 65 going on six. That's from a new poll eligible. I would agree with that. I really haven't grown up. <laughs> Astronaut pirate cowboy is what you I want mean, to I mean, I still see a 22-year-old. Oh, God, she's hot. I wonder if I should talk to her. I mean, it's because my mind is not thinking I'm 65 years old. Nice. I'm still in my 20s. You think you'd have any luck with a 22-year-old? No. I don't act on it, but... I mean, Al Pacino at 82 is having a, a, a child yeah. with a 29-year-old. Yeah, De Niro just See, had a baby. Are we not focusing on how weird that is? Well, it happens when you're worth two or three hundred million dollars. I mean, that age gap is insane. I mean, just to be able to still get an erection, but you gotta think he's shooting oatmeal by now. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's, oh. is he really 58 years older than her? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that to me... Well, it, I'm sure... There's gotta be a crime in there somewhere. <laughs> I know, it, I know there isn't, crime. but, like, that to me is way too much. That happens we gave frequently. Anna, we're we really gave old. Anna Nicole Smith so much grief, and yeah. she still gets it, even after her death. Yeah. About what she did, and you have hussies over here. 
Hussies. You know, I, I don't get that. I, I just think well, that. You don't believe in love, I guess. 58 year age gap well, is just absolutely she, wrong, she was, man. It's just she wrong. married some guy no one even heard of who was worth a lot of money. But people know Pacino, so they're. I'm not blaming her, but yeah. she, they're probably saying to Pacino, God, 79, go get her, buddy. It's absolutely disgusting on both ends. I'm, that's all my take is. 58 years old, that's trashy on her end, and it's disgusting on his end. It's all bad. Wow. But I good take. for them for having a kid, I guess. That, so, that's wild. <laughs> so Pacino's out. eldest daughter um, with an acting coach named Jan Tarrant was born in 1989, so that would make her... My age, 34. Yeah, 34. That's, we'll have a new... Baby brother and sister. So he didn't have mm. any kids until he was like in his 40s, late 40s? Yeah. Sounds like, yeah. Yep. And De Niro has how many? He just yeah, I think that was his seventh. But how many different women? Don't know on that. I can find out. Don't you think though. if you were one of those two guys as old as you are, you don't want to deal if you with went it. out in into a, a bar, to a fancy party somewhere, that a lot of women would find them intriguing and attractive based yes. on who they are, what they've done, their 100%. success, their money? Yep. But Chino, I mean, I saw him the last time I saw him. I think it was at the Golden Globes uh, when um, the Scorsese movie came out, Kill an Irishman. He still looked pretty good for his age. Still was the Irishman. Just the Irishman. Still had, still had the. Uh, to kill an Irishman. That had, is a movie, but still that's had fair, they did killing. Oh, okay. Right? Well, I don't remember. I didn't no, watch yeah. it all. But I mean, he still had yeah, fairly, Hoffa. fairly long black hair and still looked kind of handsome. No, Hoffa wasn't the Irishman. The Irishman was, was the assassin. Right, Robert De Niro's character. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. He Frank, kind of, uh, where he kicked a guy to death. That was a. I would have cut that scene. If I was, uh, yeah, I can't believe they kept that mm, in there. I would have cut that one. That was. <laughs> that, that, that I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have gone wide shot with that one. I read where the real Irishman got his start as a soldier in World War II, when they would take some prisoners, and it was inconvenient for them to deal with the prisoners. So they would ask for volunteers to go out and murder the prisoners, and the Irishman. This yeah, guy Frank. Would do that. Frank, I, it's gonna piss me off. I don't remember his name. See, I thought it was it basically was just a movie by Jimmy Hoffa. That's what it turned I, into. I mean, yeah, it, it was. was. It's, but I mean, it's really a, it's a movie about regret. Yeah, it's a movie about wasted opportunities. And again, that's just too deep for me. I just I like the movie. I don't care what the. You like pirate pictures. You, you like just want to be family Robinson. You just want to be entertained. Yeah. I just want to be entertained. I don't care what the, the the moral of story. It's all about loss and love. And it is. Yeah, it's about some guys getting killed and trying to. Kill Hoffa. Well, I think we can always go a bit deeper. I'm really upset mm-hmm. that I can't remember the, his character's yeah, name. Yeah, me too. His character's name was Frank the Irishman Sheeran. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I really like the Irishman. And I think people who don't like it are going to be upset that they said they didn't like it in 10 years. I liked it. I just thought it was too long. Well, buckle up because his next movie coming out in uh, this fall is three hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, how can people say that that's too long and then they'll sit and watch Bingo. A Thank five you, season, 30 episode version of some other TV show. Thank you, Doug. It's a different episode every time, not But it's one continuous Well, like, The Irishman is, like, almost serial in the sense where it's, like, different moments in time and different kind of eras. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's some stuff they could have cut out and made it, like, two and a half hours. Uh, The back end of it gets a little tough. Yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon, his new movie is three hours and 26 minutes. Yeah. What's that about? Uh, In the 1920s, members of the Osage Native American tribe of Osage County, Oklahoma, are murdered after oil was found on their land, and the FBI decides to investigate. It stars Leo DiCaprio, Brendan Fraser, Robert De Niro, Willie Gladstone, Jesse Plemons. When he makes a movie, does he go to DiCaprio and De Niro first, probably? Uh, I mean, De Niro, yeah, a longtime partner, and he's made a ton in the 21st century with DiCaprio. So, yeah, I think that... 
If you could have two of the greatest actors of their generation in a movie, I think you'd and have it. And if you're going to spend $100 million to make a movie, you want to be sure that, if you can, that the stars are, are uh, have a lot of box office appeal. Well, and luckily, Doug, this was $200 million, which is $40 million more than his last movie, The Irishman, and, and Apple TV is making it. Netflix made the last one. Uh, imagine being 58 years old and telling some parents of a newborn that you're going to later have a baby in 20 years or so. All I'm, dead, it, all I'm saying is it's weird as all hell, and you can normalize it all you want. It's disgusting. I don't, I don't mind that an old guy is with a young girl or vice versa. I just feel bad for a child that's not going to have a father but for a year or two. I mean, I, I know the child can set up in a trust. Everybody like money can't. It doesn't. It, money no, doesn't mean a, a two-person household. Money. I get that. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd much rather know my father for you know most of my life or a good portion of my yeah. life than. But how do you? Sh- and maybe split he will. The inheritance. When he dies, she'll remarry with all of his money and have a husband her age, and I just that'll be the stepfather. I don't know how a family can respect either one of them anymore. Like if I'm a family of hers, I'm what like, this mean? is disgusting. And if I'm a family of his. My daughter, dude, the daughter is older than the wife, man. It's weird. It's Don't you weird. Think you're it's weird. Some, it's weird. It's weird. It, it, I can do it a thousand times. It's just odd, man. It's strange, but I don't think it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting. I think it's nasty as hell. How big can the age difference be? When you're almost be? 60 years older than somebody, that is nasty as hell. How man. big can the age difference be before it's not nasty? 35? 35 30, years? 30 that's years? A, that's, that's a long, a long time, too. That's a long and I, I, I am even. That's it's like weird to six, say even that. 65 and 30. 58 years is... Dude, that's literally like when he was 58, what movie was he doing when she was born? That's disgusting. You go there, that's, you know, that's nasty as all hell. It seems like if you marry outside of your general generation, it's a little odd. Like I said, it's and not like... It's not, nothing illegal about it. I get it's, it's just odd. No, would, you find like it, it. would you find it weird slash disgusting if a 30-year-old man... Uh, well, it'd be tough to impregnate an 80-year-old woman, but at least was dating an 80-year-old woman. I, it's nasty, yeah. I, He'd I, have to I, be extremely virile. <laughs> that's like I, a, I yeah, that's both, like like a piece. I said, I think both sides of the spectrum, if you do it the reverse, I think it, that's, that age gap is inappropriate. And I'm, I'm very much, though, not going to kink shame. That's not a kink. That is just nasty as all hell. Can you imagine if he's, you know, doing movies in his 50s, say he's doing Heat. I'm sure he's in his 50s when he did Heat. Yeah, he's 1995. Talk, he's talking to De Niro when a break goes, you know what? My wife hasn't even been born yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think, I don't think uh, Pacino's That's ever... That's a funny line. <laughs> I don't think Pacino's ever been married. I know he is. He just has different girlfriends. Yeah, he was with Beverly, Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo for a little bit. I think they had really? kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pacino That's a power couple. I think I read the other day. I was reading an article about her because she has a new movie coming out. And uh, she said, uh, we're still good friends to this day because of our kids. She has some pictures from like a year ago of her and him getting together with the kids and just celebrating her birthday or something. That's pretty cool. I wonder how old Beverly D'Angelo is now. I would say 75? 71. Iggy nailed it right on top of the head. 71. 71. Yeah, huh. 71. I didn't have a chance to counter. She had nice breasts in uh, <laughs> oh, the first, the first uh, national What invitation. about the second one? She didn't get naked in that, but she got naked in the shower. I even thought for the Vegas about, one she was looking good. Point two seconds. Enough to pause and pause. use it. Oh man! Goodness gracious! <laughs> did that with a few movies, though. Talk about creepy. Uh, are we breaking now? Uh, not yeah, just yet, but you know we'll got, get there. We got uh, a rhythm. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after. Coming up mm. on today's Captain's Log, we'll have Joey Zanaboni on at nine o'clock, talking to little dogs.
talking a little defense dog. We couldn't have him on yesterday, no. uh, but we're going to have him on today. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the upcoming match with the Houston Dynamo. Doug, Houston Dynamo tomorrow. Get ready, baby. Yeah, that's a club that if they can score a lot of goals, they can beat you. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get around their defense and put it in the onion bag, they can shut you out. Another home game? Uh, I believe that game is in Houston. I got to get to a game here eventually. No, the game is in City Park. I apologize. Yeah, tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, we'll be in St. Louis. I mean, it's going to be warm, but it's going to be a beautiful day. Strodecast for us, eggs. Hot tomorrow, right? 90s, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be hot. I was talking to Riz yesterday at our Hubbard birthday party, and he, um, they're, they're having this uh, home run derby starting at 6 o'clock at um, God, Car Shield Field. Car Shield Field, which is still AstroTurf, which means on the field at 6 o'clock it'll be at like 110. Well, it's that field turf. I don't think it gets quite as hot as that old-fashioned AstroTurf. It's hot. Yeah, it, gets, it does get hot. But he's I, not I even going to be there. He's got a wedding to go to. Who's not going to be there? Riz. He's got a wedding. So I guess it's Learn and Learn King Scott and. Uh, you going to try to hone in there and take a few few cuts? No, I was I was going to ask if I can join myself. The wedding? <laughs> but you wanted to. <laughs> the wedding. Yeah, maybe we'll just go to the wedding. Crash the wedding. Hey, Ring Riz. bearer. Riz. <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. I haven't swung a baseball bat. Oh my god! I think they, I think they start at second base. I think they hit from second base. That makes sense. Oh, even to the, then, to the yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still, yeah. Some of our folks. I made three, uh, three odds. Uh, I gave to Riz. I put Riz's team at minus one thirty. Really? Yeah. I just want to be nice. Um, and who did you give these odds to? To Riz. Who the bookmaker? What did he slide a piece of paper across the table? He said, "I saw him." They were were talking about it on their show yesterday. Were they? Yeah, talked about Iggy's setting the books. Nice. I only did three. You taking action? Well, I put learn. I was very kind about this one too. I put I put learn hitting a home run plus one seventy five. You're very kind. Oh yeah, I've got to be in the plus three. But the one that I think is a no brainer, I put uh, Jamie Rivers throws a bat minus three fifty. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could see him hitting one out. Yeah, the former athlete, Stalter. And then I think they got yeah, Brooke him. Grimsley of uh, the opening drive, who's on right now, who will uh, Randy, Brooke, Carey, and Matt Rocchio well, will, take, uh, then. will take on. Well, uh, BT, Brad Thompson, has cardinal duty. And then Marshy Marsh, the playful posse, who's filled in on this show multiple times, uh, the producer of the fast lane, is also out. So Matt Rocchio is filling in. Oh. So it's Rocchio Grimsley. Matt Rocchio can bash one. You think is, so? Is he the marching band, or is he actually going to swing? Oh, he's going to play the tube and then hit. I would think so. It was an all-star game one time. Just to hit one out from second base, you still got to hit the ball probably 250 feet. Yeah, but aluminum bat, slow pitch softball. I mean, it's... That's pretty good clout for, you know, for radio people. What what would it be from home plate to second base? It's more than 90 feet. Yeah, it's like 120, 120. Maybe not quite that. Pitching down 60. 60, yeah, and pitchers a little, yeah. So dead center. I don't know. It's dead center on on most parks is 400 feet. Well, slow pitch though. There's no way you're going to be able to pull the ball, and it's probably 320 down the line, maybe. Yeah, but there's nobody in this building outside of somebody like Jamie Rivers that's going to hit a ball 320 feet. Oh, I don't know. I heard last year. I think Patrico hit 20 out. I think Moon hit 14 out. From home plate? No, no, From no, second no. base. Second, oh, second, okay. Well, that's not going to be 320 feet then. I'm saying take 100 off there. 
Okay, we have so, so got a 200, 200 to 220 feet. Rafe, Rafe of, and Rafe uh, played college, Rafe baseball, played college, or college baseball. baseball. Yeah, and Moon can hit it out. Yeah, two twenty. That's a whole different thing than three twenty. Yeah, yeah. That's why I gave Risho a little bit of a. Because I knew Brad Thompson wasn't playing. He's really the only athlete in there. Some of those professional. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. Have you ever seen how far some of those professional softball hitters, like the big bodybuilders, how far they hit it? Yeah. They'd be they'd be well up in the Big Mac land. Yeah, it's like they're swinging a pool noodle too. Like the bat looks like nothing in their hands. Like that little toothpick. Uh, You think? I would think we would do. Doug, you think we would do okay? I don't think the stadium could hold our power. I can't hit for power. Uh I can only hit on the ground. Yeah. I mean, I could hit like a little. You'd get sent back to the minors. I could hit a little rope, but it would lose a lot of speed once it left the infield. So it might bloop. Well, just get on base. I probably couldn't hit one out. No, you couldn't. I don't have the strength. No, you couldn't. And you got a bum, bum wing. Yeah. You got a bad shoulder. And when most of us were at, at 20 years old, we couldn't hit one out. 320 feet. You took um, you took uh, Tom Seaver deep. Baseball, not a softball. Because oh, you're I providing think... all your power. You could not have hit a softball 320 feet when you were 20 years old. No, you can hit it further in fast pitch if you're good. Slow but not, not, not you. You're not big enough. No, not I'm, not. Enough. I'm not. I'm not. I played second base because I could field. I couldn't hit. Yeah, 320 is still a long way to hit a, a softball. It's 220. Okay, that's not so far. That's what, well, then I'm well, going I'm talking from home about, plate. I'm talking about like the real game. Yeah, I promise you I couldn't do it. Uh, guys, yeah, I'm no. sure Tim could uh, hit it out easily from home plate. He's super athletic and good at everything. So it's 636. Is that true? Not wrong. Uh, Iggy clearly has a record of not understanding distance when it comes to sporting events. Please see Exhibit 1, the 40-yard chipping challenge. <laughs> From the wedding time. Well, listen, we were talking about from second base, and we were figuring out what is home plate to second base, about 100 yards. Okay, if it's down the lines, it's 320. That would be 220. We're talking about second base. It's not that hard math. You think you could chip it out of the ballpark? Oh, hell yeah. I could hit one out of Bush Stadium with probably an 8-iron. Well, yeah, but I'm talking chipping, like pitch shots. No, it's 220 feet is what? 400, 70 yards? 400. So if you went dead center, it would be 133 feet. Yards. I'd still probably hit an eight iron. Yeah. I hit an eight iron about a buck forty. Nice. And maybe chip it. Uh, you pull chip. I've always wanted to tee a ball up at home plate. Yeah. Driver, see how far you can hit. Yeah. Yeah. With probably, the people, we, with the people in the stands. Right. Of course. Yeah. Look out! Oh, yeah. I'd aim right Four. at the four hundred yeah. level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right for the helmet nachos. Yeah, I, I think I'd you. actually want to do center field, like. Uh, yeah. Like to where the press box is. You could hit that uh, apartment building, that ballpark village apartment building. You think you could fly that? Oh, I don't you know. You couldn't hit man. it over it, no, but you could hit it. Some smoke is live. I asked Holiday yeah. one time. Uh, or Obi for the teammate at the ballpark. During batting practice, um, I asked him, I said, if you took batting practice with an aluminum bat, could you hit one out in the parking lot? This is who? Holiday. He said, yeah, with an aluminum bat, I could hit one out of the stadium. Can you imagine Barry Bonds hitting a ball with an aluminum bat? Or Mark McGuire. I actually yeah. think the ball would, like, unravel. <laughs> like, Barry Bonds is... That's those, toothpicks. Those are the old aluminum bats. Now they've changed the way they make them so that they don't hit the ball oh, obscene really? distances. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, they thought ba- people were going to get hurt. Pitchers were going to get really badly hurt or something if they didn't scale them back. Because the balls, the exit yeah. velo was crazy. College yeah. baseball... You know, and this is only 20 years ago, the early, mid-2000s, when I used to watch College World Series. Those things would just fly. You'd have oh, yeah. 16 to 14 games. Yeah, you'd have 140-pound guys hitting three 380-foot opposite field home runs. You do something's not right. And the barrels of these aluminum mm-hmm. bats, I know they changed them now to the more softball-style yeah, strength. Like these that were just, that you, the sweet spot was like, 
eight to ten inches long. Like he mm-hmm. could hit it anywhere. Yeah. That was fun. Guys, it's not that hard math. Also, it's 100 yards, 220 feet. That's from the three on four. I said it's not yards. It's feet. Right. You think it's 320 yards at a ball down the line? It's feet, and feet, it's about yeah. 100 feet from home plate to second base. But the ballpark village high-rise apartment building, that would only be like 200 yards from home plate, right? Ooh. You can reach that with a drive. I think it's longer than that. Yeah, I think, I there's a lot of, I think there, it's a touch longer. There's a Not lot much. Of, 250? Oh, dude, you have to... Because it's only it's only a little more than a hundred yards to the center field wall. You not only have to get it all the way over the seats. There's that big gap between the standing room only and center field, the right field, to like where salt and oh, smoke and that. I mean, that's, Street, that's right there. Still but, but if you put another if you put another playing there, field behind the current playing field, you're pretty much to that ballpark uh, yeah. village. That's right. Yeah, but the incline. Just, don't love at the incline. You yeah, probably well, hit one someone up who could really hit a golf ball could reach it. You'd you only be going 250 or so. You can hit a driver up to Biff's patio, probably. Now, Biff's patio, a lot of height. no, that's a whole different, that's a I mean, lot farther. That's professional That's right field, way farther. There's to, a whole city block between you. We'd have to clear the top of the stadium. Yeah. You'd have You're to going over shot. the Tums building, right? <laughs> I mean, you got to be way over. To get to you're still the wrong direction. you have to go right over the right field, right field upper deck. Plus, there's probably traffic getting there. Yeah. Yeah. But the high-rise ballpark village would be very reachable with a golf club. I think we could talk very to reachable. Mose Alock and get that done. If it we would be so much fun. Hit a golf ball as hard as we can. You'd break some the things. building he owns. You'd break the scoreboard and everything, probably, if you have hit it. <laughs> I'm surprised no players would come out there early in the day with the golf club and just try to hit them off a home plate. That might kill somebody. They have in the off-season. They yeah. allow you to hit golf balls off the... But you're up on the deck. Yeah, you're on the upper deck, and you hit it down to the outfield. Yeah, but I want to do that one time. I, it's not hit it as far as you can see what you can break. No, <laughs> it's certainly not. Happy Gilmore style. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. According to Google Earth, BPV, which is Ballpark Village, of course, is 580 from home plate. Now, is that 580 feet? feet? feet. Yes. All right, let's do some math. 580, and we want to take a guess. 580 divided by how many yards? 214. 580 divided by three. Yeah. Uh, T24. No. No, it's, it's only 187. Yeah. It's 193. Yeah. I'm just That's off the very, top of my head. be very reachable. That's yeah. about you my limit. Get there with a four iron. Catch a fly or lie. Yeah. yeah. I may, I may, I may have to hit 40. a pitching wedge <laughs> where the standing room only is to finish yeah. mine. The distances are so different in baseball and golf. So completely different. Yeah. Even a bad golfer could easily hit a ball out of Bush Stadium. Absolutely. All right. Uh, that's going to close out our Munganass wow. 7 o'clock hour. It is 8.15. A lot of yeah, information yeah. packed in there. <laughs> you better believe it. Yeah, Charles Upholstery liked that segment. He said, this sucks worse, Tim. God bless. Uh... We'll be coming back with more hot talk. Uh, we'll talk a little bit, or maybe just I will talk a little bit about the NBA Finals. And then, Doug, Cardinal Prospect News. Cardinal, oh. Cardinal Prospect News. Also, yeah. I have a great piece of audio. Plowick, is the computer restored? We're good. All right. So okay. I have a great piece of audio to play for you guys coming up on the other side of the break. This is the Ryan Kelly Morning After Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios.